Good, 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 good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to Bricktown. I'm Dad, how you doing? Doing wonderful today, we're uh, looking around, seeing what's going on, and a number of different interesting topics. Uh, my daughter is here, and she wants to say a few words for a change. She's, she's been ducking it for a while, but she's here and willing to talk a little bit. That's Heather, and uh, one of my two daughters, and... Uh, Basically, she's here with her, her three crumb uh, snatchers that are here, and uh, we're, we're having a house full of this fun. Are you there, Rudy? Yeah, I'm here, and, and I, I give Heather a lot of credit for being there with you, serving you, ministering to you and your wife. We love Heather. Heather, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Heather is super duper talented. She yep. is an entrepreneur. She's a seamstress. She's a military wife. She's a mother. Uh, how do you do it all, Heather? I stay busy. I homeschool my three kids. I have a now eight-year-old, nine-year-old, soon to be 13 year old I keep them busy and so during the night when they're asleep or occupied doing something else and they help me with my business and sewing and I've been teaching them the life skills of how to sew and mend their clothes I just stay busy yeah and you know one of the things I admire and, and just love about you is you stand on the word of God and you serve your mother, you serve your father and you're in town now serving your mother. Tell us about that. How does that feel to be able to give back to your mother? Uh, I'm using all the skills that she taught me and it feels good that someone taught me something that I can pass on to the kids and uh, I pass it on to the community by teaching the local 4-H group and I grew up doing that and I'm a 4-H leader for our uh, sewing group, so the kids enjoy it. They enjoy learning the new skills and being able to give back is nice. Dad, do you remember when Heather was in 4-H? Oh, she was, but she was a big 4-H'er. Uh, in fact, she caused a little bit of a controversy because 4-H leader, which was not me, picked her to be on a uh, statewide uh, picture thing with her, her with another. another black girl basically that was was there and we had pictures of it it caused some consternation with some a lot of people in in the the, the cooperative extension world but uh she was pretty then she's pretty now and it's uh it's a, it was a good time so, and why did it cause consternation well you know Auburn university itself it was uh i was the most unusual person they had on campus the most unusual uh, faculty member. I was the one who was always talked about. And Auburn University has got like 25,000 students. It's a big, big place. And it was going through a lot of change, but, you know, we, did, we were doing some interesting things at that time. And Heather was a, a big part of that. She was the first person that in the whole state of Alabama that went to that Citizenship Washington Focus 4-H program that actually t televised it. She actually... Uh, did a, we had a camera, it was taking pictures the whole time, and 
Nobody had ever done that before. So Heather Heather's kind of unassuming, but she's been a pioneer in many, many ways. Right, Heather? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. so, she, so she's here, here with a, a little munchkins, and uh, they're for once being really good, good little people here. They were just... Uh, it's moving around, and it's a good. They've been here now for about a week or so. It's good. It's uh, invigorated our whole park here, and she's been doing a lot of good stuff because she's a good daughter. So one of her great skills was barbecuing, by the way. At, w- at one term, when she her last barbecue competition, she's about the fourth person, fourth place person in the whole country. So she was uh, a great barbecuer. Of course, we were using Dilla's barbecue sauce. But uh, which it's not always liked by everybody, but it's a Durham barbecue sauce by Sam Dillard. Uh, it's an Eastern bar- barbecue sauce that's uh, mustard-based, actually. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, Dad. As far as all of Heather's kids, they're kind, they're loving. Someone has poured love into these kids. Yeah. Someone has done a great job parenting. Yeah, no question about that. She's. She's, uh, I can say that we honestly did a good job with her and all the other people, including yourself, and that's passed on to their kids. You know, it's how you, how you treat your kids is how they're going to treat you and how they're going to treat their kids, because that's, that's the model you have to give them. And for the folks looking out there and listening is, you know, be good to your kids, because they're going to be the, be the bosses at some point. And in 76, I can say that they're the bosses. I'm just here looking around over their shoulder passing a word out here and there and that's about it but it's uh if you've done a good job at that it's not it's not it's nothing bad about it definitely uh and, and heather uh, i know you got stuff to do but i wanted one more question do you have any memories childhood memories uh with the man here bob drakeford that you want to do with the audience um the one that sticks out most is he flew us from Minnesota to Alabama to take us to space camp. <laughs> I was in, oh, fourth or fifth grade, maybe? Maybe? I was, gosh, I was young. Um, it was the first time Chris and I flew on the plane by ourselves, and he met us at the airport, took us up to the 4-H center, and we had a week at the 4-H center, and had a good time so then we flew back and everybody was jealous because I flew to another state to go to a camp and got to do something unusual wow wow dad tell us about that well you know it's a, it was a good time for all and you know uh, the, the, three, the three, three kids we had had in Alabama with us all went on citizenship Washington Focus which is probably the best 4-H program in all of 4-H, because it, 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 it shaped a lot of young people into thinking about what their government doing and seeing things and living with other other 4-Hs for a week, and it was a, a good time. I, and I ran that for, for Alabama for about 10 years. And it was a, a wonderful program. I'm about to, about to endow it, in fact, over time so for, for kids from the western part of Alabama. But still, it was, Heather, was, Heather was, was the pioneer in taking pictures of it. And we videotaped the whole thing, and, and it gave every, I cut gave a copy of that to every 4-H that was there. And we did it for a number of years. 
but they, they all have a, a memory that they'll always have of all the people there. One of the other 4-H's, Heather was telling me, has a picture of her, her photographing during that time on his Facebook page. So, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it was a, a lasting memory for all of those people, all those young people that were there. And uh, well, Heather's grown up to be uh, not a very large person in stature, but a very large person in who she is. Uh, when I was up in uh, England with her a couple of years ago, about three or four years ago, uh, she would take me to various other things, and we'd always eat at different, eat at a different restaurant. So it was fun getting to know her later on again. And I oh, it brought me back the time when I met her when she was nine or ten. And uh, it's it's been a, an, she's an interesting young lady. Now she's a grown mama, and the kids are just, just reflecting who she is. Mm. And so it's an interesting time, and of course. Uh, her little girl had a good time playing with little Jader, and, uh, and you know, as cousins, they like to play with each other, and that's a good thing. Well, Heather, listen, we go to your other appointment. We disagree on the show. He he's, he's saying you can leave now. Okay. All right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, uh, Dad. Some of the other things we wanted to talk about was being a park ranger. Park ranger? Was it Mark the fellow, what did you say? Yes, that was in New York City. At that time, Montebello was the head of the basketball summer, summer leagues in New York City. And I was the uh, recreation guy from college student who, who ran the park when the Park Ranger, which, which was a much older guy, um, Don McDonald, who's actually still around at probably 80 or 90 now. And, uh, but basically, uh, it was, uh, and he was a great basketball player. He was a pro basketball player himself. And he got caught in the uh, scandals of the 50s in basketball, which was a big New York City thing. And it goes back, as I said, to the 1950s. But he played in the CBA, and he was a good player. He would only come and play with, with the rest of us about once or twice a year. But you could see the skills he had, which were unusual. He was about six foot three, maybe. But his presence was much bigger. And he was one of the few black park guys in the, in the whole of, all of New York City. So I was like his assistant, his, his college assistant. And we, we would run uh, part of the citywide basketball tournament. So we had all kinds of stars who would come through and play. And I was playing, I was a player there, not very good, but I was a player. And in fact, as I watched the uh, movie on Texas Western, as an example, uh, and how they won with Willie Worsley and them, those guys I had all, and, and Willie Kajai, those guys I had all, I'd played against uh, in Montebello. They had come down to play. We had played a lot. You know, I think I held my own, but they were better than I was. But it was it was it was a good thing to do, and we would have crowds of hundreds of people who would watch these games on Saturday and Sunday, and they would watch them from early that day to late at night, because we had all these different divisions of games, from you know basically about 15 up. In the Unlimiteds, which was the one I played in, it was you, know, you had pros, all kinds of different people. 
And the interesting thing is you had an opportunity to see unusual talents. Uh, I remember a number of people that literally could get their chest over the rim and could could jump jump out to out the backboard. And it was it was a wonderful. Bell Park was a big big deal. And uh, as I said, our, our parky guy that we had there, McDonald, he was uh, he was ex ex pro himself, so it was a big big deal. So. Uh, and Kenny Smith, who is now on television a lot, that's where he played when he when he was in high school and stuff. So it, it was well after after me, of course. But still, that, so you see the the legacy. So, so, so you played some with Kenny Smith or no? No, he well after me. He, oh, he okay. was he, but, but you could have beat him. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> 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 I, I actually I saw him play at Carolina. He was recruited to go to Carolina. He was he was a Carolina where I was living down there, and he he was a great great player, and a great great pro also, and, and a great man. I'll say that. And some of the things that we did to develop a lot of the younger men there, and gave them positive role role models was just a wonderful thing. Uh, but it was you know it was it was a good time in my life. I spent about three summers doing that. It was one of the highlights of my younger days in, in my summer. Now, you were the one to talk about your semi-pro football Hall of Fame career. Oh, yes. Uh, Jerry's Tyreman. That was an... I played with a, a, a local group, local football thing, because remember at that time, New York City had very few high school football teams. So there was a springing up of league leagues of high school kids, basically, and younger, younger college kids. So I played for uh, the Titans for a while in St. Albans, but then I played for an all-white team uh, in a different part of Queens, because Queens, remember, is a county of itself. And I played for another one called Jerry's Tiremen, and it was originally sponsored by a company called Jerry's Tires. So I played for the Tyreman, and after he stopped sponsoring, they still kept the name of Tyreman. And me and two other guys were the only black black players. And so we played on all these weird places. And I remember we went up to see the play against the Hudson Valley Crusaders, which is still around, by the way, in Hudson, the Hudson Valley of upstate New York. I'm going to say Rochester is what I want to say is where it was at. And we went up there, and the name was broke my, my, my ankle up there playing, but it was it was a fun, fun, fun time. Oh, hold on, hold on. They almost broke your ankle. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was one of the halfbacks, and I was running, and people would hit me, and I was kept on running, and I had about five people on me before I finally, finally they finally got me down. And, and my feet, my cleats, my cleats caught into the grass, so it basically sprained my ankle. And it never was the same after that, believe it or not. But still, it was a, it was a fun time for all, but that team up there um, with Hudson Valley Crusade, that was really a semi-pro team. And uh, we were in the same category in age-wise, but talent-wise we were not. You know, these, these, were, these were college players, and they were good ones. We were just you know, street players, basically, in the city. Jerry Tyman was in Queens, right, right near the uh, Triborough Bridge, in fact. And in fact, that summer, I, I had, when I was playing for the tournament, 
that summer I had I had worked as a parky, which is a park range, park kind of ranger, at the pool at the, at the pool there in Astoria, which is to say how big the Astoria pool was, and it was only like three feet deep. Is in this wintertime, Jerry Tyron would practice there in the pool, because the water would be out, would be out, and we could actually play in sneakers. It, it was about it was probably over a hundred yards that pool, so it was only three feet deep, and had basically thousands of people would go to the Astoria pool, because it was, it was put in as the 19 as part of the 1936 World's Fair, and that whole the whole Astoria area, you know, I, I remember. I learned how to eat different things, and I was talking to my sister about the time I'm, I'm kind of forced to eat some anchovy pizza, and I still eat anchovies on my pizza because of that. And it was a, a whole different way of thinking. I was the only person of color, and it was a lot of Italians, and we had a good time. I mean, I, I look at that whole area, the whole time, as uh, you know, a good, a good, good part of my life. Now, people forget how big Queens is. Queens has like four million people. And by itself, it's its own county. It's called a borough, but it's really a county. And I lived on one side of Queens, and Jerry's Tyron was on the other side under the Triborough Bridge. Right across the Hudson River from Manhattan, actually. So it was a good time, and we had a lot of Italians up there that, you know, their cooking was so wonderful. I used to love to eat. Food. The time I was at Brooklyn Academy, where I went to school at. So there's these. As I, as one thing about this whole thing we're doing here in Bricktown is it brings back all of the various uh, things that I did over time and the experiences I had. And I think my experiences were, were very unique. I've been so many different people because I kind of changed every time I changed, it. and I would like changing clothes. I would just be a different person doing different things. I would always adapt. I was like a chameleon in that instance. And I was able to survive, and I can say all, all the kids that I'd, they did well. You know, none of, them, none of them were in jail, and all of them doing stuff. I can honestly say that it was a good, good time. And had, she got out of, graduated from college. She's done all the other things we've asked her to do, and uh, the, the little people here are doing a good job. I'm watching them now, and uh, they're playing on and they they're playing on their computers, and they they're being taught. You know, Heather's taught them by computer this year because of the pandemic. But it's been a, a wonderful time. And then uh, Christina, one of my other granddaughters, is here from uh, Minnesota. Actually, she goes back I think today. She's 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 been here for about a month, and we've kind of captured her here, but she's done well. And uh, she's been here a number of summers with us. She's a wonderful young lady, and uh, I give her a hard time sometimes, but she kind of takes it and gives it right back, so that's a good thing. So, uh, and then Tommy today is uh, getting ready to go to be deployed again to uh, the Middle East for a year, and a little, I'm a little worried about that, but uh, he's been, been doing a lot, of, a lot of good stuff, and, uh, and we're... Uh, miss him, I'll tell you that. I'd say all the people out there, put him in your prayers. Because I know he's going, going back to... Yeah, let's, let's pray right now. Lord, bless and protect Tommy. Bring him back safely. Yeah. 
guard his mind, guard his body, make him prosperous. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Tommy. Tommy. Pick up the phone, Tom. He's he's shy. He he, he ran away fast, but he's got a pack. Yeah, it's okay. Next time we'll plan ahead of the show and we'll get them off. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, my point is, is the kids are uh, are kind of camera shy of this, but I'm glad Heather was able to participate and wanted to. Right. Right. So we're coming toward the the end of the show. You talked a lot about some great stuff today. this is the first show that you have not talked about politics, Dad. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, and we have two people who would determine determine the future of our country, literally. And it's not the president; it's Joe Manchin and Senator, the senator from Arizona. If they don't go along with what's going on and, and rechange the voting thing, we're we're in very much peril of being dictatorship, very much parallel of that. Because what you have is a, is a Republican Party that can't win on its own anymore. So they're doing whatever possible to keep power, to hold the power, and, they, 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 and like in Texas and other states that they've seized control of, they're gerrymandering and everything they can to just make sure they keep power. Now, they just passed a, a bill that said, uh, if we don't win, then we can overturn that election and say we won. And they're doing Trump's big lie about that. It's just the worst thing for our country. And that, as a person who's been involved in politics and stuff, been involved in, in doing things the right way as a politician, it's just the worst group of, of Republican politicians I've ever seen. And if we aren't very careful, we won't be around as a country. And, uh, and the dissolution of the country could be as soon as two or three years from now. It's really very serious. And it's uh, the, the two the two voting bills have to be passed by the senator, Senate. And those two senators aren't quite sure what they want to do. They want to be Republican some of the time and Democrat most of the time. Uh, but the bottom line, if they don't do that, Biden has turned out to be the most transformational president we've ever had in history. That's because he was so old and had been around so long and finally it was his turn. And he was, he was the only one who could have beaten Donald Trump and the bottom line of that is, he was at the Tulsa Monument yesterday of all the stuff that happened there a hundred years ago. Really, that, was, that, was, that was amazing. Right? Yes, yes, he really was. And, I'm, and he's been a, been a wonderful president, I'll say that. Yes. And, uh, because he knows everything about up there. He knows how to, how to do it right, and he's, he's probably not, not going to run again. But he's been a... a the most change agent president we've ever had, other than Barack Obama, and, and they're close. And I think he's going to outshine, outshine Barack. Uh, because, you know, he's just going to be more, he actually right now is more popular. And I, I think he's probably going to bring those two senators around to get the two, the two Senate bills passed that need to happen to keep our, our government and elections free and fair. Because if it's up to Republicans, they will only win when they can cheat. Because they can't get enough votes otherwise. Because it's not the same Republican Party it was when I, I dealt with years and years ago. The group of Republicans we have now are, are just a bunch of scoundrels. 
So that, that's that's my political thing, and let's let's hope that we can get that and get the various acts going together, and and we can get Biden pass his infrastructure bill because we are the worst airports in the whole world. You've been in other countries, and I keep on saying that we need to do the highways again, and we need to do the uh, airports again. It's just awful. But I guess we're coming to the end, and I want to say that this has been a wonderful thing for me. And unfortunately, one of my people who I need to say something about was my buddy Harvey Gordon, who has just passed away. He was he was a 4-H person with me, and, and he, was, he was from up in states. He was from Arkansas and Mississippi, and he was just a wonderful. He was kind of a short guy. He was just a wonderful partner of ours, and uh, he's passed away, and I, I really feel bad about it. But. Uh, He lived, Sorry, yeah. he lived a wonderful life, and I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm looking. I'm, I had no everybody I know is not here anymore, but it's been a it's been a good time. And this is this this Bricktown thing has been very good for me, and hopefully it's been good for you. But it's been it's made me relive my whole life, which is something I hadn't done, and brought back to various periods of my life. That we each each was a different chapter, and each was probably a different me. Like Malcolm X had those main people. I was six or seven different ones. So this has been good, and we'll see you next next week in in Bricktown for another chapter of this ongoing saga. No. Adios, muchacho. It's <laughs> one thing I've seen that through this show is that somebody was praying for you as a kid. Yes. Because God's hand has been all on your life. Yes, it has. Protecting you. Yes, it has. His hand is still on you because you still got work to do for God. Well, you know, an interesting thing is I look at the people who I grew up with and everything else. I was by far the most successful person. I'm talking about hundreds of people doing hundreds of different things. And I look at that, and you write about that. It's, uh, I was just, and I can be blessed, and I think my children have done well, and I think they think, they think highly of me. Uh, when I was sick, really sick about two years ago, my, 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 my boys were all there, always. Girls were there, and it was, you know, it's, it's how you treat kids growing up is how they're going to treat you. And I think that's a, that's a wonderful thing, more than anything else. And we all can pray for Tommy and, and his trip, trip to the Middle East, and hopefully he'll come back, you know, unscathed. So. Adios, muchachos. Uh, Bye-bye. Love you, Dad. <laughs>